genre. I forgot to write down what this minute ends with, but I think I know what I'm going to write. <laughs> All this extended stuff. We, we solemnly swear we're up to no good. good. everybody to harry potter in the chamber of minutes the fan podcast that's overanalyzing the harry potter movies one magical minute at a time i'm gary roby i'm Victoria cope and we're wrapping up the week with our good friend crystal beck yeah back <laughs> crystal beth welcome back crystal beck i'm crystal beck i didn't mean to i don't it just i i'm looking at my notes and i have something coming up and it 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 i don't know my mind <laughs> crystal my beck brain is back. And my mouth <laughs> it just made me think of Beck like the singer and I'm just like what? I'm like okay I didn't I'm actually oh, just a crystal statue of Beck the singer yeah there you go <laughs> that's it, weird it's, it's a crystal Beck no I don't know that's so unnecessary that's so unnecessary I have my I have that little bender figurine that you gave me and I'm just thinking about there's the episode of Futurama where he plays with Beck yeah you're right he has yeah. his rhyming Beckionary yep, yep. I, oh god so obscure with the Beck references, like in Futurama. Like what the hell? All right, sure. Well, I mean, we gotta gotta remedy that somehow. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for thank you for being with us, Crystal. Oh, of course. It's great to be back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I love you so much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> today we're wrapping up the week. We're talking about minute number eighty, which starts with Ernie's dumb theory. Dumb. I just his dumb theory. Yeah. Dumb theory. And it ends with a sad Hagrid. I hate sad Hagrid. Yeah, me too. Right? He looks so sad. I know. Harry's so dismissive of Hagrid in this minute, and it makes me really sad. It's like, hey, hey, he loves you, damn it. He's the closest thing you have to a father figure. Jesus Christ, what are you doing? It's like, give him attention. Be appreciative. That sounds about right for a child, though. It's like, give him a hug. Oh, right? Oh, give him a hug. Like, give Hagrid a hug. Hug that man. Hug him. I, I think... Oh, how amazing. Would it be to hug Hagrid? <laughs> to hug I bet you Hagrid. Hagrid gives the best hugs. I know. Well, like, I don't know. I feel like he'd like, pick you up if he's like, really happy. Maybe if like, you, he lifted you up, but if he hugged you tight at that age, you'd be right next to his... That's fine. <laughs> what did you <laughs> okay. say? Ball bits? Aww. <laughs> I, said, I said meaty bits, meaty but okay. Bits. <laughs> meaty bits. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> right next to his meaty bits. Ah. <laughs> uh. Oh, I want I want Hagrid to like. I I'm sad that when Hagrid talks to people, he I mean, they're kids. I kind of want Hagrid to like come down to their level. Like I don't want like not the way that like when you're talking to someone who's shorter than you and you kind of crouch down like because that's dismissive. But because they're kids, like when we have kids come into the bookstore and I'm trying to like recommend books to them, like I'll like drop to a knee and I'll like talk to them because then yeah. I'm like we're at eye level. Yeah, that's so sweet. And I I think that. Yeah, I think that that would be really cute for, like, Hagrid to, like, come down well, and then, like, hug them or whatever, like. Uh, for his size, how difficult would that be to, like, know. get down on one knee? And he's I don't old. Know. Like, that would hurt. And he's older, he so I'm like, old. I don't know if he can. But I, I don't know. I, oh, I, my I hip. Never, 
Hagrid never struck me as being, like, feeble. No. No, I mean, like, you don't have to be feeble to, like, be aware that you got, like, creaky joints and, and, and maybe <laughs> your muscles don't work as good as they used to. I mean, I don't know. He goes... I hate getting up off the ground. He goes in search, <laughs> right? of, he goes in search of, of giants across mountains and stuff. Like, I think that he's pretty fit to be able to but do he's not. He's not like Jack Black, where he's like a heavy guy, but he's like really like flexible and moving well, all over the place. I, it's interesting because Robbie Coltrane in some of the some of his interviews talks about how um, because Hagrid is so aware of like how big he is and and his just size and that like he has the like power to like hurt someone or like break stuff that like he's very deliberately careful. And that he moves with, like, grace because he doesn't want to, like, hurt anybody or, like, break anything when he's, like, coming through a room or moving around his hut or whatever. And so Hagrid does have this sort of, um, I guess grace isn't the word that I really want. Uh, he's just very attentive of, like, his position in space. Yeah. Like, when he's moving around people, he's very, like, considerate of the people around him. He's also a little socially right. awkward, so it's hard to, uh, like, he might not understand that he needs to get, that he should get down to people's height. Well, I, I mean, there's... I mean, has he befriended other students prior to Harry? I wouldn't see why not. I don't know. It looks like the kids don't really want to be necessarily chummy with him. Like, they don't say bad things about him other than Draco, but none of the other kids seem outwardly, like, super chummy with him either. Well... I feel like Harry is, is special because he knew Harry when he was a baby and the situation that, w that you know, was around Harry. Yeah. That, like, Harry is, like, the first sure. time a student's been, like, his friend and also, like... a son figure in a way, like or, like, a nephew figure no. or, like, family or whatever. I, Luna Lovegood, Charlie Weasley. We like, don't know. We don't know, but my assumption is that there are people, I think that people that are like-minded with Hagrid would, would, would be, Hagrid's been there long enough that I doubt that Harry's the first kid that, like, comes down for tea. Right. I don't know. I, I mean, it probably, well, the I mean, thing is, like, like, Harry met Hagrid outside of Hogwarts grounds. Right. So he has a, a more familial... Uh, relationship with Hagrid than other students do, but I don't think that other students necessarily, like, avoid Hagrid in any sort of way. I mean, I guess not, but, like, I don't... I don't hey, know. The, the, at the end of this movie, all of the students cheer when he returns. It's yeah. not just Harry, Ron, and Hermione. That's like, true. everyone is glad that to is see true. him back. That is true. Well, also, if is, someone is starts also cheering, I start cheering, no matter what. So, I'm like, yay! Sort of who are we wooing for? That's true. That's also true. So, I mean, who knows? Yeah. I, I just see him like, I mean, he's not quite a teacher, but I mean. Not yet. Not yet. But, uh. He's helpful and It was never seen as, like, things. a cool thing to be friends with, like, a teacher I mean, or yeah, the I essential of a groundskeeper type of thing. Look how an bad. An outsider. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, 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 on, from my perspective, I honestly don't think that he necessarily has other kids other than these three that are coming to visit him and being like, like on, a regular on a regular basis. Okay. Do you think that Luna and Hagrid have any sort of at this point, at this point with him not being a teacher yet, there's no, there's no reason for them to come into contact with sure. each other. But my guess is that like, after but once he becomes, yeah, once creatures, he becomes a teacher, maybe that's definitely an option. That's yeah. something that could have, that, that could have happened.
Yeah, I don't know. I, I think, um, I do think you're right that, like, the average student probably is dismissive of Hagrid. But I don't think that that's, like, necessarily the case for all students. Like, he's right. been, he's been the groundskeeper for long decades. Time. Yeah, a long time. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe there are other students that he gets along with. I mean, there could be. I hope so. I'm just thinking, like, I mean, I mean, being in high school, being in middle school, were there teachers or uh, custodian workers or whatever that you'd go hang out with and go like be uh, friend, but consider yourself friends with at the age of eleven or twelve? Most likely not. I had yeah. teachers that. Well, I mean, I moved a lot, so I was the outsider kid. So, like, That's yeah, true. like I did spend lunch in like certain teachers' classrooms if I liked them or. I was a loser, and I always library? I was always in the library, so I was always friends with the librarian. But well, that's so, not a cool thing. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's not a cool it's thing to like do. You were the first person in thirty five years to make friends with the librarian. No, but I oh. feel like there's like maybe like one every like once in a ma- while. maybe yeah. I feel like it's not like a regular thing. I have never once had a teacher like me enough to keep me in their classroom longer than they absolutely 100% had to. <laughs> that sounds like my husband. Yeah. Uh, me and my husband actually went to the same high school just years apart and there's like at least one teacher that we know for a fact that we both had. <laughs> that same teacher loved me, hates my husband. So, funny. so when we when I went when I went in and actually had my husband with me, we weren't married yet, and I'm just like, oh hi, Mr. North, and he's like, oh honey, sweetie, like I haven't seen you, and, and then like he comes in and just like, oh, why are you here? What and I'm just like, Mr. Here? North, like I'm with him now, and he's like, oh honey, you could do better. Aww. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> he's like so mean. Poor Ricky. To poor Ricky, because Ricky admits like he was like one of those like kids that you said like oh he'd be so great if he like applied himself. Yeah. Okay. But he was just like no, I don't, I don't care like <laughs> that type of thing. Aww. So I don't know. I, I don't think it's a cool thing to necessarily be friends with any kind of like administrative uh, workers in a school. So again, like I say, like I don't think Hagrid has a whole lot of students like coming to see him. Yeah. Sure. So the fact that like Harry is like dismissive is like even like more disheartening. Yeah. It's like, oh, come on now. He loves to see ya. He loves ya, and you're just like not even. Giving a crap. Well, I mean, Harry's having a Harry's having a pretty shitty day. He should go down and and talk to Hagrid yes, about it. I agree. I like agree. hello. Like if anybody's Hagrid going is to your like, support system. Yeah, look at what he did for Hermione when Hermione felt so bad yeah. about being called a mudblood. I'm like, go to Hagrid. He'll make you feel better He's, about being, you know, a parcel of wealth. Yeah, provide <laughs> some comfort. I don't know. I don't know. Poor Hagrid. We're not even. We're not even there. Hagrid's a treasure, and you should treat him. He is a treasure, Harry. He is a treasure. I agree. Do we want to talk about Ernie's dumb theory before we actually get to Hagrid? (sighs) I guess so. Dumb theory. Very dumb. That the reason that Voldemort probably tried to go after Harry as a baby was because he didn't want another Dark Lord competing with him. Right. <laughs> I mean, an infant. Right? Like, you don't know. A little toddler Harry. <laughs> if he was I mean, in the magical I mean, world. We, we don't, don't know. know. We don't know and won't know why Voldemort actually went after Harry for a couple more years. Right. I think that... That's true. This is just normal high school gossipy gossip 
But it's the only <laughs> time we get it is when we find, we only get to see it through weird witch people. I know so many people that were like this Ernie character where you're just like right, making just, stuff just, up to, you Yeah, know. exactly. I was going to say just talking nonsense. They don't know. Yeah. <gasps> Do you think that this plant's like, we talked a lot last season about Harry being afraid that he had the he has the potential to go bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think that this adds to that? Like Harry also doesn't know oh, why yeah. Voldemort killed his parents, and Ernie's theory is that he's going to be a, that Voldemort doesn't want to be comp- like another Dark Lord. It's, to it's, it's with. just like compounding on to Harry like all of this self doubt like, oh, that no, he already kind of had. Maybe I am going to be a, a Dark Wizard, terrible but great as uh, as Ollivander oh, says. Oh, maybe I mean. It makes me think that, like, if if you're aware that you have the possibility to go bad, that you're aware of, like, this so-called, I guess, destiny that people are trying to put in front of you, and you could work to change that. I mean... And the fact that he doesn't want to be bad uh, is, like, I mean, that's already a step in the right direction. Can we go... Can we go the Star Wars way and talk about how Yoda told young Anakin that, like, fear was the path to the dark side and that he needed to let that shit go? And he didn't. Yeah. And, and what did he do? He went he to the dark side. He didn't want to go to the dark I don't think he, like, Anakin didn't, wasn't trying to go to the dark side. True. I, I mean, think that that struggle is the same kind of struggle, but he just fell the other direction. He just, like, couldn't let go of that fear. I mean, I don't want to spoil too much of, like, Last Jedi for anybody, but I don't think that Kylo Ren wanted to go to the dark side either. I still His, think I think, is there. even more apparent that he doesn't want to. Yeah. Or didn't want to. Yeah. With, with, uh, with Anakin, I feel like... He knew, but, like, he didn't really do anything to help a situation. He didn't, like, well, he, yeah, did, he, he did everything he wasn't supposed to do. And so I was like, you wouldn't have, all your fears comes from you, like, not being able to protect people you love. But if you wouldn't have gotten married like you weren't supposed to, well, you would have nobody to be afraid for. I, the So I, I just, got it. this is not our movie, but I just finished listening to The Last Jedi audiobook. <laughs> and they talk about how Luke, um... Luke believes the idea that the Jedi Council had that, like, they shouldn't have attachments is, a is like, wrong. That the idea of, like, isolating yourself from people and not being in touch with your emotions and not, like, is, is what led to the downfall of the Jedi Order in the first place. And so, like, Anakin might have been in the right if it weren't for the Jedi. Like, things would have been different for him if the Jedi didn't tell him that he wasn't allowed to have a family. Or whatever, right? Like if, if that had been, if, if they didn't put so if, much constringent if they had stuff s- on if, him. If Obi and the rest had like supported Anakin and like been willing to help him with these visions that he was having, I don't think he would have become. I agree with that. Like, uh, yeah, instead of just thinking like he was having to do things that he like being told he couldn't do things that he wanted to do. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That like doesn't really have like a good enough answer to tell them why I can't do why this thing. you can't because Jedi's don't do that. Yeah, but why? Yeah, it's like that's that. Yeah, you're not. Because that's not an answer. Been, it's always been that way. Okay, but why? Like, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, <laughs> you're just sounding like a little kid. He's why? like she when Padme says, "I thought Jedi's weren't allowed to love," and he's like, "No, all these things are permitted, but you know, you you gotta have uh, passion and stuff." It's yeah, it's, yeah. I don't know. And so, yeah, so Harry definitely does have this, like, fear, like, this. the hat wanted to put him in Slytherin, and there wasn't a witch or wizard who went bad who wasn't in Slytherin, and Harry can talk to snakes, and you have you ever heard of a decent wizard who can talk to snakes? And It's always that same line, you ever heard of, yeah. you ever heard of this? It's like, oh, what? it's never happened before, so it must be that he's a bad guy. And I'm like, well, you don't know, maybe he's the, he's the first one. Yeah. Yeah. 
Right? Like, I don't know. Poor Harry. Harry doesn't have anyone that he can really, like, talk about that with. Like, he never even shares with his friends that the hat wanted to put him in Slytherin. No, he never tells anyone. He never shares with anyone. Yeah. Not until, not until I think he talks to, I think he and, uh, and Sirius Black discuss it in Order of the Phoenix is the mm-hmm. first time that he's like, I'm yeah, but afraid none of his that friends, I might go bad. Yeah, but none of his friends know that. Like, yeah. even Ron and Hermione don't know that. Yeah, and it just sucks that Harry doesn't have anyone that he can, like, talk to. Harry is very alone, and it's really sad. He could have ended up like Voldemort. Right. But he had friends. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know. There's a whole... I, I I mean, the Harry Potter, I guess, does the whole, like, light side, dark side thing, too. It's like, well, if, if, if you know that as a baby, that this person's going to grow up to be bad, then it's like... That's, Do you go back in time and kill baby Hitler? You go down and go back in time and no, kill the baby. No, you go back in time and you buy no. Hitler's artwork. <laughs> buy Hitler's what? His artwork. His artwork, right? Make him feel like he was an artist. Yeah. So that like he would like, go... Oh, and, you're really good. You should do more of this. He wouldn't have killed anyone. The sad thing is he was good. Yeah. And it's crazy. It's, 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 I don't know. That's a really weird thing there. Yeah. I never thought about that. Oh, go buy his artwork. I'm like, oh, that's... Yeah. All right. That works. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, oh, I am an artist. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do to poor little baby Tom Riddle to, like, make him not be Voldemort? What is he missing? Like, a happy family? From the be adopted yeah. and being a happy family? Yeah, go back in time and adopt Tom Riddle. And be the most loving parent he's ever had. Like, like a poor thing. Because essentially that's all he was, was you like know, an unloved I don't know. kid. I don't you know? know. I don't know if that would be enough no, for Tom. No, me neither. Because he's already been in the orphanage for a while and he feels like neglected by his family. Like his family left him alone. And then when he starts finding out that like his mom used a love potion on his dad, a muggle, in order to like this whole like he has a really murky start to his story. I think it would take a lot more than just like a good person adopting him to like turn that the other direction. I mean, unfortunately, you can't like you can't even go back even further and change how he was conceived and everything else. I mean, and then hiding that from a child is well, you can give her condoms a problem, and maybe <laughs> yeah, there you go. Instead Use of this. teaching abstinence in in the witch school, you can teach <laughs> what you what you really got to do is you got to go back and like rescue Marope Gaunt from like her family. Yeah. Yeah. Like... You gotta go back even further. It starts with her. Mm-hmm. Right? Jesus, I don't know. Like, I feel like... I feel like that's really... He just... Tom didn't ever have anything good going for him. That's really sad. It is yeah. really sad. It's really easy when you want to, like... Like, especially when we start getting the flashbacks of, like, young Tom Riddle. It's really easy to be sympathetic toward his character if, like, you want to look at Because at, at a point, it, like, he was a kid and it was, like, he it was thrust in no situation... Not his fault. He was in a situation that he couldn't help conceived by a way that, like, again, it's not his fault. Yeah. But he's getting all the punishment, all the, like, negative repercussions from this thing. And so you have this kid, this depressed angry child who who realizes that he has power that other people don't this is the only thing i have other people are afraid of him because of it and so he starts using it to push them around because like he doesn't get he's not being appreciated anyway better to be feared than left alone yeah Mm. i don't know is that whole quote like is it better to be feared or loved yeah yeah 
Jeez. Poor Tom Riddle. Yeah. Like, essentially, he was just a kid. Yeah, well, and see, this is the thing. Like, Harry could have gone the same way. If Harry didn't get picked up by Hagrid. Oh, especially when you get, like, super depressed emo Harry. And it's just like, oh, man. If Harry didn't make friends with with Ron and Hermione on the train. Yeah. Or if, if Harry had ended up in Slytherin. Like... This all could have turned out very differently for him. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine, like, there's an alt history where Harry becomes the next Dark war- Lord. Oh, Lord. God, that's, that's so crazy. That's kind of, that is crazy. That's kind of scary. And it's like, oh, no. Like, uh, well, I mean, like, as you said, he's not necessarily a strong, like, spellcaster. That's not, like, his thing. True, but but people are loyal to Harry. That is true. Yeah. People follow him. He would be again. It's like a Hitler. It's like again. It's like the Hitler thing. You can get people to follow you yeah. if you're charismatic and and can give a good speech. Yep, that's scary. It's very scary. Scary Harry. Scary Harry. <laughs> I mean, you can even look at. I'm not you know picking political sides at all because it's not my podcast. But you can even look at the election recently, where yeah. there's a speaker that says what people want to hear. Mm-hmm. You know, playing on the fears that people have and getting their attention because of it. Yep, and he did a great job. Yeah, terrible but great. <laughs> yeah, he's Voldemort. Oh god! Oh god! Oh, god. <laughs> but orange. I think skin. that's giving him too much credit. <laughs> An orange skin Voldemort. One of his Horcruxes was a Cheeto. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I would say a bad toupee. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. His horcruxes would just be the weirdest things. It's so A taco funny. bowl. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Yes. <laughs> oh God. Can we, can we, we should. Yeah. I, I no, we're not alienating. We're just making jokes. Oh, it's so silly. <laughs> it's so silly. Um, so, so yeah. So we leave, we leave the study hall behind Harry kind of mopes and he comes up the staircase and he turns the corner and he runs into uh <laughs> He's having it shoved right in his yeah, face. Yeah, he runs into to Hagrid who's Harry carrying a, a dead chicken upside down in his hand. <laughs> and he says, doesn't Harry, Harry's like, Hagrid, what are you doing here? And he says, the second one that's been killed this term. He, uh, he went to, he went to Dumbledore to ask if he could put a charm around the hen coop. Um, does he, like, does Dumbledore send somebody to cast that charm for him? Or does Dumbledore know that he's got his wand and can do this? I bet Dumbledore. It's, it's kind of like a, a wink, wink. Like, hey, like, I need to do something to, like, to protect these chickens. And Dumbledore's is like, do what you gotta do. Right? Like, wink. Wink, wink. <laughs> Just don't tell me about it. Right? Yeah. He's a, <laughs> let me feign in- ignorance. If you don't tell me who cast this spell, then I'm not gonna. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're we're on that same stair. We see the staircase so much in this uh, scene. This is that same staircase that they came up earlier in this movie and at the beginning. There, this is leading up to the Gryffindor common room. Um, over Hagrid's left shoulder, you can see the portrait of that little girl that curtsied at Ron. Oh yeah. Um, just below it is the picture of the guy, the guy that was like the she's right, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. About Hermione earlier. Um, when we see her this time. She's got, there's like a little dog in the portrait with her. Yeah, she's that playing she's with like it. playing with. And I think it's really cute because uh, this is uh, this is Chris Columbus's daughter. Oh, is that Aww. their dog? 
I don't know. That's yeah. a good question. What if it's their dog? That's why she's playing with it. I hope theirs. so. I mean, I don't know. So the, the there's not a dog in the painting. So this isn't a dog from her portrait. It's like a dog, a dog from, from another portrait that came like, over. Maybe? Does it just like roam through all the all this dog? So just like goes people have portraits and... of their pets. To, can they also like a dog can leave and go into all the other portraits I mean, and go it get looks pets. like this dog comes from like off screen. Like it comes from outside the camera, like into where she's at. Like yeah. I mean, we're totally, totally not there yet. But like when Umbridge has all of her things with cats and the cats are meowing and moving around, like the cats can the cats like move? Oh, well, they're and plates. go to the other. So I think they're but they are moving. Maybe it's different. I don't know. Like collector plates. Yeah. I don't know if they follow the same principle as the portraits at Hogwarts do. Yeah. I think it's scary enough that it's like a plate that still has a picture of moves. Yeah. Maybe it's one of those things where if it was a real dog, that dog can go wherever it wants. But if it was a made up dog, maybe it can't go wherever it wants. No. Mm, I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea. So Hagrid... Haggard went to get this uh, charm. He said, "He's he says this is the second one that's been killed this term, and he's got he's got a theory. He's got two theories about what could be <laughs> killing these chickens. Very 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 on the opposite spectrum. Of- it's either a fox. It's like okay, or a blood sucking bugbear. Not just any bugbear. A blood a blood sucking one. That's Which, crazy. That's like a like a vampiric blood bugbear. I love that because bugbears they don't suck blood. They like." Maul and pillage. Yeah, I'm so, excited. So like I said, it's a vampiric one. Yeah, it's a blood. It's a bugbear that got turned into a. That's scary. A vampire. They That's got bit scary. by a vampire. Sired by a vampire. Whatever. So bug bugbears exist in the um, Harry Potter universe. How many other D and D creatures exist? Well, we talked about liches last week with uh, with Cassandra because Voldemort is basically a lich. Right. He's like put his soul into other things to keep himself alive, like. I've never really thought about it that way prior to, the to talking to Cassandra yeah. last week, but yeah, it's crazy. I didn't even know what a, I didn't really know what a bugbear was until like, until I started listening to the Adventure Zone. Because <laughs> I don't play D and I never played D and D, so I'm glad that you're here, Crystal. That's crazy. You gotta. It's so much fun. I want to so bad. No, like literally, I was on the couch with Ricky, and I was all like, "Oh, I go, Ricky." I go. There's like bug bears, you know, mentioned in, in in this in this Harry Potter thing. He's like, oh, he's like, that's weird. He's like, that's from D and D. And I go, yeah, I know. And I was like, how much D and D do you know? And he goes, well, it's like I used to play that. And I was like, what the hell? Ricky and I'm like, D and D. I'm all like, okay, are you you give me crap about me being interested about starting to play D and D, and you used to play D and D when you were in high school. Uh, yeah, what, what, Victoria, kind, what? that was before it was cool, so... Right? So, like, now now it's, like, no, now he's too cool. Now he's like, no, I'm gonna talk it's... I'm gonna talk crap about you wanting to do it, but well, because, I used to do it. It's because it. now like, D&D is becoming more, I think, more acceptable now, because it used to be, like, the last vestige of, like, the nerdiest nerds, right? Right, exactly. Well, which is what's why he had, like, this random book that yeah, ended up he giving gave you. Yeah, he gave me a, yeah. a dragon guide. A, a Dungeons and Dragon book. Yeah. Because... Again, like he talks like so much, like he does that whole like nerd like, oh, type it. thing. And I'm all, like, what the hell? Well, I mean, very, very quickly and easily uh, between the time that I met him and now, I have definitely become a bigger nerd than he was. And he kind of like shakes his head at that. He's like, I don't understand. And I go, what? He's like, how did I get with a girl nerdier than me? <laughs> I was like, oh, what? Thanks. Like, 
That's great. I had a, um, we had a really awesome fight with a bugbear where oh. we needed to, there was these really high level um, guys in a room. We were trying to figure out how to get them out of the room so that we could, um, so that we could get them, get in there and, you know, get those, the information from those dudes. So we found a bugbear in another room and we used a mage hand to open the door while we were hiding behind a minor illusion of a door being shut, even though the door was open (laughs) so that the bugbear couldn't hear us. And that was me doing minor illusion because I was a ranger, a gnome ranger, to make the door look like it was there. Then our other uh, person who had a cantrip for minor illusion used it to make a bugbear mating call from inside the room. And then we used Mage Hand again to open the door to that room. And the bugbear went in and killed over half of the people. That's awesome. And it was very exciting. We should talk a little bit about, like, what a bugbear is for people that don't know, I think. They're, like, related to goblins, right? They're, but they're uh, like, yeah. big and hairy and beastly. When I, when, I looked up, when I looked them up and I saw the picture, like, they, they very much like goblins. And I think they even use the word goblin. Yeah. Oh, oh, God, you know what? We were playing an owlbear. An oh. owlbear? Yeah, that's who we were fighting. Owl bears, not That's a crazy. not a bugbear, but we felt we fought a lot of bugbears too. But yeah, they're little. Those bugbears are. Big, well, if there's bugbears in the Harry Potter universe. I would imagine there might be owl bears. I'm yeah. very interested in because um, we've seen goblins in Harry Potter, but the goblins like run Gringotts and they're like little kind of things, right? So. I don't know. I don't know. I wonder what, like, the relationship between them is in the context of the Harry Potter universe. But we're never going to hear about bugbears again. Like, ever. I thought maybe... I said this off mic, but, like, I thought maybe that uh, this was a line that was added for the movie. But this comes directly from the book. So, like, in Chamber of Secrets, Hagrid mentions bloodsucking bugbears. Which means that they're, they, they, there is such a thing out there. Oh my god, are there bugbears in the Forbidden Forest? If he assumes that that's what's killing the chickens, then they've they must gotta be relatively be. close yeah. to, to... They must be in the that's Forbidden Forest. That's scary. One of the many creatures there in the Forbidden Forest. There are worse things than werewolves in these woods. There's bugbears. what Philip said last year. Is a bugbear worse than a werewolf? I don't know. They're pretty mean. They're kind of dumb. They're like trolls. Yeah, <laughs> but, but if you get bit by a bugbear, you don't turn into a bugbear. That's true. Do you? I don't think no. so. <laughs> no, but, see, I would not want to be bit by a werewolf because you're going to turn into a werewolf. Yeah. So I think werewolves are still worse. Yeah. I guess so. I think it's so funny. I don't know. I don't know. So bug, it's it's either a fox or a blood-sucking bugbear. There's no way it could be anything else. It's got to be one of those two options, which I think is hilarious. Yeah. I mean, we know what's actually killing the chickens, and that's sad because... Uh, the writing on the wall is chicken blood. Poor little Ginny. Oh, Ginny's, Ginny's going out there killing and like, all the chickens. How dare she kill all these chickens? Poor little lady. It's like they need those chickens. I mean, is that how they get their eggs? Oh, he thinks it's a blood sucking bugbear because like she's she's taking the blood from the chick. Like if this is a it's draining the blood of the chickens. Well, because she's using the blood to write on the walls, but she doesn't yeah. get rid of the chicken corpse. It's not like she's feeding the basilisk chickens. I'm like, you need to destroy that evidence. Like, no, she just left the know. dead chicken there. It's not smart. 
dead, bloodless chicken. Jenny. Jenny, what are you doing? Amateur. <laughs> I mean, she is a first year. That's true. That's so funny. And Harry's just kind of like, I don't know, it makes me sad. Uh, Hagrid is so jovial, like always. He's got rosy cheeks and he's telling this story to Harry. And Harry's like not even looking at him. He's like looking over his shoulder and he's kind of like antsy. His head kind of swivel. Harry's yeah. head's like swiveling back and forth like he hears something. Harry's on drugs. I know. <laughs> That's I think what it's everyone's really, really thinking right now. That I think it's really, really funny that Hagrid. Hagrid's like, are you sure you're okay? You seem all hot and bothered. <laughs> Like hot and which, bothered. Which hot and bothered is not the right term you want to use. He no. does seem like he's out of breath. He's he's hot and bothered. But hot and bothered, I I associate with something completely different. Me too. So I'm all <laughs> like, um, unless you just met Cho Chang already, which I don't <laughs> think you have, then uh, I, yeah, Hagrid, I think you want to use a different term. I wonder kind of phrase. what. I don't know what the first appearance of Cho is in the books. It's not here. No, it's not here. He's not hot and bothered about Cho Chang. Oh, but I like Cho. We'll talk about her in two, in two years. Yeah. It's so crazy to me. I keep forgetting, like, how long it'll be till we're introduced to some people and, like, just big stuff in the story that doesn't come up for a long time. That you don't want to not talk about all the time, like how we just pretty much talked about Azkaban and Goblet of Fire like crazy when we started. Yep. Pretty much. Because she did know. so good tying the, all the books together that you can't not do it. Well, that's the thing is, like, especially because, um, especially because we're going to be doing this podcast for years to come. Like, I don't mind talking about stuff that happens in later movies, in later books, because those conversations are going to be totally different conversations by the time we get to them again. Yeah. And so I don't, I don't know. There's no spoil. There's no spoiler warnings on this show. <laughs> yeah, good. I don't know. Poor Harry is just like dismissive of ha- of Hagrid here. And he's just like I've got a I've I should I gotta go. I've got a lot of studying to do. And then and then Hagrid just watches him go, and he looks so sad. He's like, oh, I want to talk to him longer. Well, he's having Hagrid's I having a hard time him. right now too because this was like what got him suspended, you know, or expelled. Yeah, I don't. Nobody. I'm very interested in, like, what, what's been going on for Hagrid so far this year because, like, the writing on the wall and because, like, a student has now been petrified. Um, he's witnessed this before. Yeah. And he was expelled for it last yeah. time. And the students that are currently here don't know, but the professors do. And people outside the school do. And so if that becomes more discussed and more uh, apparent than, like, Things could go really south for for Hagrid this year. Yep. As we'll talk about in, God, weeks. Many weeks. Oh, I feel for Hagrid. He looks so sad and morose at the end of this minute, and it really bums me out. So he kind of leans against the wall, like, for a second. Like, like, oh. oh, Yeah. Oh, Hagrid. And even the way he walks away is kind of like, oh. Yeah. He doesn't have, like, that same... Yeah. Harry deflated him. I know. Harry, so selfish. I know. Harry's <laughs> sad, and he's just exuding this sadness, and it's infecting everyone else. That's what kids do. <laughs> just ruin it for everyone. <laughs> Gah. So selfish, Harry. It's always got to be about you. It is worrying about whether you're the bad guy or not, as usual. <laughs> oh. I don't know. That sucks. That sucks. 
Okay. I think that's it for the week. How are you guys feeling? Feeling good. This, these are good minutes. Yeah, I'm happy you were here for uh, for some extended stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you uh, have any particular part of Prisoner of Azkaban that you'd want to talk about? Oh next, man, uh, next just year, the whole movie. Season? Sweet. All right, perfect. Three guys, three hosts. I'm into that. <laughs> we'll enlist. We'll I'll enlist do the you. whole thing with you guys. That would be. <laughs> that would be a lot. It's that would a lot. It's very a lot hard to organize our schedules. Oh yeah, no, I absolutely. Just just figuring out Victoria and I every week is hard. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> well, I'm on a regular schedule set schedule. Like my schedule like doesn't even change. Yeah, both of us right now like I deliberately requested off specific days of the week so that I would know we'd be able to record. No, we do That's this every so day, good. guys. Every day. Every day. That's nuts. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here, Crystal. Of course. It's always a pleasure. I know. I really enjoy recording with you, and so I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad that you've been for all of our shows now. I know. I can't. I was so excited to actually get on Ferris Bueller. I thought I wasn't going to make it. I know. I was really worried it was going to happen. You were our very last guest, and it was great. It was the yes. first time I had been someone's last guest. Well, there you go. You wrapped up the season with us. It was awesome. Yeah, I had fun. Me too. Cool. We'll we'll figure we'll figure out your prisoner of Azkaban minutes, and I'll. Uh, pester you when we get there in a year good <laughs> sweet uh thank you so much do you want to let uh, one more time let everyone know where they can find you of course you can follow me on social media at the crystal beth and you can listen to my podcasts on itunes the fifth element and unlimited lives radio awesome Thank you so much. You can find us, of course, also on uh, on iTunes. You can find us at DuelingGenre.com, along with a bunch of other shows over there. And if you want more of Victoria and I, we do uh, our weekend edition, The Quibbler, over on Patreon at patreon.com slash hpminute. So if you uh, if you join us over there, pledge uh, the, the lowest tier, $3.94, you'll get access to, oh my goodness, what, 50-plus episodes of The Quibbler at this point, I think? Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah, we've done a lot over there, so go go join us over there, and then come back next week as we talk about uh, what Harry finds at the top of the stairs. <gasps> oh, man. Oh, man. And big stuff coming. <laughs> all right, all right. Mischief, Mischief managed. managed. Yeah. We did <laughs> it!